Welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast, an audio show that talks about the resourceful ways we women are living our lives and the crafty projects we create in between. We are your hosts, Amanda Zampelli and Kristen Tweedale, and we believe you are a capable badass who already has all the tools you need to make beautiful things and make beautiful things happen. We're just here to remind you. Hi, Amanda. Hey, Kristen. How are you? I'm flabbergasted. (laughs) I just, this episode is going live today, the Monday, the last Monday of this school year that I survived. The school year, the school year that I was jolted back into this career that I was jolted back into without even being sure that I wanted to go back. In a time of the year last year, if you've been a long-time listener, you know where I was coming out of a breakup and out of a really tough few months of anxiety. (laughs) And yeah, and then right back into the career that didn't work the first time around. So it's been quite a few months, but I can't believe I made it. Hence this episode on this word that's been ringing in my ears now that this day is here which has been survival. So here we are. (laughs) Here we are. Yeah. So like I pitched this to you because, you know, we've been having a few guest interviews the past few weeks. We have really great interviews coming up next week and the week after. And I wanted to like save this little Monday for this episode, being that it coordinated with the start of my summer and the end of my school year, which, by the way, is like a month later than almost everyone else in the United States. Yeah, you are like the last teacher to get out of school. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. So I've been seeing everyone like in summer mode and I'm still like. Don't worry, you'll go back later than any of them. Yes, so. that's good. But I, what I hate about that is that when I'm still trying to zen out in summer, I'm seeing them get books. I'm seeing them set up the classroom. I'm like, please, I have a few more weeks till then. Don't put that Just in Just mute radar. their stories on yeah. Instagram and then <laughs> unmute them when you come back. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to because it's like I don't even want to think about it. But here we are, and I can't believe it. And if you would have asked me 10 months ago, You know, I really think like the start of this year of survival, because like that's once I got into the teaching job and started getting the hang of it and realizing it wasn't the nightmare that I was (laughs) expecting it to be like the first time around, I really just took on like, okay, survive this year. Because, you know, we've talked about in the podcast before, like I was at your awesome ladies live last year. It was in late August, right? Yeah. So I got the call that I was going to be coming back to teach at Awesome Ladies Live, like while I was in Michigan with you. And I cried to you that morning before the interview because I knew I had to go. And then I cried on my way to the interview. And then I cried going home from the interview because I knew I probably got the job. And so I was just like, not about it. (laughs) And just knew that financially I needed to take it no matter what and just... Because, you know, the freelance graphic designing wasn't panning out. And I was waitressing this time last year. And my life was a mess. And I was just struggling. And, like, you know, I don't know. So when I guess when you think about it, like, I was in survival mode more this time last year doing that than I was teaching. But I called this year 
like just survive this year. Like I was thrust back into it so quickly that I didn't really have time to process going back. So it was just like, you're back. <laughs> and then the treadmill too fast for your body that is teaching just takes you through to now. So every time I had something to do for teaching, I would say like, just survive, like just survive. Like, so I don't know. So that it's, it's, I'm on the end of this year of surviving. I feel like I'm going to go into next year much better. I know the school now, you know, it's just so interesting to me that like what really survival means and kind of like, cause I feel like this episode is emotional survival, right? Like we've done mental health, um, And I feel like mental health episodes and stuff, and it's like, those are hard things. Like, we face hard things all the time, even though we're not, like, trying to survive, like, deadly diseases like they used to do in the past or, like, wild animals from eating us. Like, you know, like, that's physical survival. But I feel like almost every day we're going through this, like, emotional survival type of feeling. Yeah, and I think that you talked – there's a – definitely a few things that I want to hit on throughout the episode but I think one of them we already hit on and that you mentioned that you know you're gonna have to like block out those teachers who go back to school in the middle of August because (laughs) you need your full summer yeah and we need to learn how to regulate our emotions in order to survive in order to get through day-to-day life yeah See, that's a good point. I could talk a little bit about that. But just as a disclaimer, like now five minutes in of my rambling of like, I've been thinking about this episode and it's very abstract in my mind, right? Like I kind of know what I want to say. I feel like talking to you will flesh it out. Just like that comment made me think of something I want to bring up and everything. But like, yeah, like we've talked about how this podcast is more experimental than or exploration more than expertise, right? So I feel like this is a very explorative topic and episode. So welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast. Like, I just want to explore. Well, and I think in the season of of growth. Yeah. Yeah, in the season of growth, it's really important to talk about, well, we've talked about already how growth is not linear. Right. And that you have to have dormancy periods in order to grow. Yeah. And there are times in our growth that we go into survival mode. Right. Yes. And it's not like we choose, oh, yeah, I'm in survival mode now. I'm going to, like, just do survival mode because that's what I, like, it's not like it's a feel-good thing to do. Right. It's just what circumstances warrant. So true. And I feel like that's why this episode too, like I I grew a crazy amount this year, but I feel like when we're in it, growth feels like survival. Like it's only now that I look back on the year and I can say, ah, how much I grew, how self-aware I've become, how like I found the gratitude and how this, I can make this job work for me. Like, but in it, it is totally hard and totally like, like, you, you can't see the other side. Right. And you don't want to do it. And every second feels difficult and you don't know how you'll get through it. Like it, it really, sucks. Yeah. So like, right. Like in the season of growth, I feel like I love that this is our season's theme growth. And often on the end of it, we look at it as this like lofty development, like, you know, great positive thing. But when you're in it, 
it feels like survival and it feels so hard and like you're like that every second is this negative thing like you're going upstream and fighting this current of emotions of like time of like right of yeah. everything yeah and so. sometimes i think like i'm going to go back to plants mm-hmm. and say that we've had like an insane amount of rain for the last week two weeks now like 10 days just a shit ton of rain i can't even tell you how much rain we've gotten it's just ridiculous it's so much rain that like we can't keep up with mowing the lawn Mm. um and so our lawn looks insane we've had so much rain and like hard rain that like i think it just wants to like destroy my little plants my poor little plants and just beats down on my tiny little plants and all I can think of is these tiny little leaves and then tiny little branches getting hit with this horrible rain. And while they're going through this rainstorm, feel like they're just getting literally beat. Yeah. Like, beaten up. Yeah. But, like, two or three days later, they're 50% larger. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's hard to miss the message <laughs> of that, right? And it's... Because of so many different factors that, you know, you can get through these things. And again, you don't want to go through these things. Yeah. It sucks to be a little plant out in like a hailstorm for 36 hours getting beat down with rain. But yeah. you need water. Right. And so at the end of the day, you are getting that water. And yeah, it might be too much water. It might be more than you want. Maybe you needed sun that day. But you're just a little plant, and you don't control the galaxy. Yeah. And we don't control, like, anything? I mean, really. Like, what do we actually control? Right. Well, a lot. when I was thinking about survival, thinking about surviving this year, back teaching, and then we recent, like, last week's episode with Tracy, and we kind of swam our way into like the millennial conversation about being a millennial and what does it mean and and I know we have a, a podcast coming up um, a guest interview coming up in the next couple of weeks where we talk to that guest about like even millennials too and like what we want out of life right so whether we right. would pick the bigger paycheck or whether we would pick the more time off what I've been it, the way that those two conversations kind of struck me for today's episode is like so often we as millennials feel like it is necessary to thrive. Like we, we see that quote and especially if it's in the right millennial pink color and the right font and it says, you know, don't just survive, thrive. We think like, oh my God, if I'm not thriving, if I don't feel like I'm thriving, then something is wrong. And I think I was kind of riding on that idea for so long like we as millennials feel we should we could have it all right like you know our parents were told to work and survive and be steady and be secure and then we were taught you can be anything and everything and you should strive for it and you know your best life right and then you should be thriving you should have enough money you should have enough time you should you know I I I tend to I have a little issue with that word because I often feel like in order for the thriving to happen, some sort of surviving needs to be happening as well. Like if that makes sense. I feel like my year teaching has felt very survival, but I, have, I've, I haven't I have thrived this much 
in years. Like I've just figured out how surviving through the teaching, which is a hard job. Like the phrase I think of is I can't do this, but I'm doing it anyway. Like teaching feels very much like that. Every time you walk into the building, you're like, ah, I'm too tired. I'm too overworked. I can't deal with their bullshit. I can't do this today, but I'm doing it anyway. And then the end of the day comes and you have done it. Like, yeah. so, so right. So there is like this whole year felt like survival. Each day feels like survival. Like there's an element of surviving happening, but this job is allowing me to create a life where I can thrive. So I feel like it isn't one or the other surviving or thriving most times that it is a combination of the two. And just like you're your plant metaphor. Like you can't possibly thrive unless you are surviving. Like it's, it's like literally impossible. Well, like, I guess you're right. Cause your survival means like basic stuff. Right. You're meeting basic stuff. Right. So I guess. Well, and that's I think, and it. I think like that's one of the big things of our parents' generation is that they made money by manipulating us into believing things. Explain. I that's that's what capitalism is. Like people I see. like people in our parents' generation are rich. Not all of them, because they did it to their generation too. Sure. But they made their money by figuring out how to manipulate people. Whether it's people in the baby boomer generation, whether it's people in our generation and saying things like, You shouldn't just survive, you should thrive. And the way you can thrive is by buying our product. Mm. The way you can thrive is by buying this product. Right. The way you can thrive is by buying this and this and this and this. And if you can't afford this, then you've already fucked up. Right. Right. I guess it's like the issue is everyone's perception of thriving and like that we've dived into that and like. And right. Exactly. Right. What, that thriving is a bullshit word. Just like wellness is a bullshit word. Right. And when people are using the word thrive, when people are using the word wellness, when people are using uh, even self-care, when they're using those words to sell you something. Right. They are bullshit artists. Right. right. And so even if they're not using, even if they're not trying to sell you something with money, if they're trying to sell you a way that to you know to feel again bullshit artist right that and that's that's what it is is i feel like the selling of the way to feel like i feel that we need to raise a consciousness of our listeners to know that cuz what i felt very much this year is that even though i felt like i was in survival mode that it was tough really tough and that oh my god i almost can't do this how am i going to live through this like, I was thriving. It was happening. I, f- yes. I feel happy. <laughs> and I feel, like, stable. And I don't know what thriving is if it isn't those two things combined. So and, what- and I think that that is so much of the truth. Yeah. You are closer to, quote, unquote, thriving when you are working your ass off. Right. Isn't and that like, interesting? <laughs> it's, it is. And it's so much of what, you know, the perception of what we see in commercials. And I don't even want to say it's just social media because it's right. not. Right, It's It's been on television right. since 
we've been alive. Yeah. And I don't know what's in it, you know. But that if you're thriving, then you should be sipping Mai Tais on the beach. Right. And that's bullshit. Right. Because I would never feel like I was thriving if I took a two-week vacation to... I don't want to say the Dominican Republic because oh, don't no one should started. go to the Dominican Republic right now. My boyfriend already put a deposit down to go to a bachelor no. party in January. His mother has been hounding him and I woke up and saw the news and it's another person yesterday. So you're right. Yeah. You know, I know all about it. Well, like there was also like a whole group of high schoolers that got sick at the hard rock. I know. It's just like, I know. I know it's also like, it's like quote unquote, like sharks in the water too, but like. (laughs) Yeah. No, I know. I'm freaking out. Freaking out. But you are thriving when you feel like you're thriving. Yeah. Not when someone else tells you something. Yeah. And it's always almost, it's almost always accompanied by this feeling of this is so hard and I can't do this. Like, yes. So I, it, that. Like marathon running. Like you feel like right. you're literally going to die. Right. Yeah. But like, it's, it's, it's those lines of, I can't do this, but I'm doing it really butting up against each other. Right. And, and thriving is that, well, I, I could fail. Right. But I'm, I, I'm, I'm not going to. Yeah. I I looked up the definition of survival just to see if I could weave that in. And it said, um, survival is a state or a fact of continuing to live or exist in spite. And I love the in spite part. So like in spite of an accident, ordeal, difficult circumstance. So it's almost a declaration, right? Like an emotional declaration, like in spite, like I can't do this. Even though I can't, in spite of that, I'm going to do it. Like, I love that in spite part. And I think what you said before, um, before we got off on a little bit of a tangent, was saying things like, um, you said, you know, your emotions, something about your emotions that you, like, in spite of them. I don't know. You said something like that before. but About how you need to do them every day part? Maybe. But it made me think of my anxiety and the survival with that because in my therapy that I do every week they kind of like one of the first few sessions that you do for my OCD and anxiety therapy like I go to a specialist they make you make a hierarchy sheet so from like what's a one what would be a 10 like so you can know where you want to kind of hit the exposure like do I want to try to hit a 10 today and expose myself to the you know my biggest fears of or anxieties do I want to tackle it at a five right so they give you this hierarchy And, um, yeah, like, so the whole point of it is to, you know, feel like you're going to die and then show your, show the alarm system in your brain that you can survive through it. So it's almost that in spite, you know, you're training your brain in spite of this alarm, in spite of these feelings, I'm going to stay on my path of like, so we call it the gatekeeper. Like there's a part of your brain that's automatic responses, like automatic um, signals of fear or anxiety or, oh no, I'm in trouble or panic or whatever it is. And then there's the gatekeeper part of your brain that controls what you do. Like they always say like anxiety is very uncomfortable, but it isn't dangerous necessarily. Like you could still move your legs and get yourself to work. You could still, you know, you could still... um, survive through it is the point so like 
that's been very real to me this past year too. And that whole in spite part is the gatekeeper, is the gatekeeper saying all this activity is going on. In spite of that, we're going to get to our day. Like, you know? Right. Yeah. And we're going to survive it. And then because I'm moving you through this day and we are surviving, that's going to lead you to thrive in a month because you'll get a pay. Like, you know what I mean? So it's right. all, yeah. It's like today I can handle that there's a smudge on the fork. Yeah. Tomorrow I'll be able to handle that, you know, the fork fell on the floor and I only <laughs> washed it. I didn't run it through the dishwasher. Right. Yes. Yeah. And totally. I totally. And so. I know we weren't going to get into a bunch of mental health things, but this is something that my therapist has been working with me on talking about. She uses the word resiliency. Yeah. When it comes to talking, when it comes to changing my perception about myself. Right. That word came up a lot too and I was making notes for this podcast. Yeah. I tend to think of the things that I can't do because of my headaches and the radiating consequences of them. Mm -hmm. And she tries to flip them back on themselves and say, well, no, look at all the things that you've done despite Mm -hmm. having all of these things. You know, Kristen, you have pain eight hours a day. Look at what you did despite having pain eight hours a day. You are resilient. And it's not, and I'm like, well, what if I didn't have those the pain eight hours a day? And she's like, well, you can't be making up hypothetical situations that don't exist. Right. And I'm like, well, but I don't want that to exist. She's like, well, tough shit. Well, that's what it is. We don't want, we have to be accepting that it can coexist. The pain and the hardness can coexist with everything that you can do. Yes. And just because we don't like the situation that we're in doesn't mean it's not the situation that we're in. And doesn't mean it shouldn't be. That was my problem for years is that I would feel the hard thing and think that meant I wasn't thriving. I would say, oh, there it is. That's too hard for me. Like, I, life should feel easier. I need to make a change. Like, I didn't allow the anxiety, the pain, the hard, the I can't do this feeling exist alongside anything. Yes, and it feels like so often we don't allow those to be the flags of saying, hey, we're doing a good job. Let us, let these flags guide us towards smart little changes that can make things even better. We let these anxieties and these uh, bouts of depression say, oh no, we suck. This means that we are incapable of change. This means that, you know, there's something wrong with us. This means, you know, and and we internalize it as opposed to saying, no, these are due to external factors and we are internalizing those external factors and using them as a way to, whether it's make excuses, whether it's procrastinate, whether it's not regulate our emotions in some way, but it's just what it is is not fair to us what we're doing to beat ourselves up our response to the feeling is not fair to us correct yeah yeah and i I, i've been thinking on that for these past 10 months thinking on that this whole year that i've 
finally reached like I don't even know what actual conscious change I made from the first time that I was teaching except that I grew a little bit I matured a little bit and I've been to the you know what I mean like well I think I, that's I'm I guarantee that's what it is yeah you are like an actual adult yeah right. and like with all the the wholeness of what it is to be an adult because there's so much there, like, there's so much wrapped up in what it means to be an adult in society. And so much of what you have to do to teach children is being an adult. Yeah. And, like, knowing who you are as a whole person. Yeah. And being able to navigate the BS that is schools and Getting, you know, because as a teacher, you are literally the middleman. Yeah. You have to do everything you can for these little people yeah. who are just little people. And they don't know anything. Yeah. They don't know anything. <laughs> they really don't. They know nothing. Yeah. And God bless them and their <laughs> tiny little hearts. Yeah. Even when they're 16, they know nothing. What, what I'm finding, though, I mean, we were probably the same way, right? No, Of course. You know. But what I'm finding, though, is how strongly they think they know everything. Of course. <laughs> and so I'm pretty sure we were probably like that, too. Of course. And how could you not? I mean, you know more than you knew when you were, I mean, if you're six, you knew more than you knew when you were five. Yeah. And you have been on the earth for like literally 20% more time than you just were. Yeah. And you didn't remember anything from before you were three. So you, I mean, look at how much knowledge, if you think about it, you've gained so much more knowledge. You must know everything. What a genius, yeah. And then you have, I mean, like you have these tiny little kids and then you have all of the massive bureaucracy over on top of you. Yeah. And so to be a teacher as like a, Tw young 20 something is you know it was a totally different world than being a teacher now in my almost mid 30s it's just a, a totally different world mid 20 teaching to mid 30s teaching and all that nonsense in between shaped how I felt about it this time around just better just better I, it doesn't surprise me that like yeah. literally half of teachers quit in the first two years sure I yeah I get it too I was one of them and you know what's funny too like what I've realized especially last week last week was the first was the last full Monday through Friday before you know summer comes like I saw last week I realized that even though survival mode can be on 24 7 that I could feel like I can't do this I don't know what I'm doing I'm not gonna survive this this is too hard Good things can still be getting done. Like, like I showed up every day when I wasn't too sick to go in the three times this year. But showing up every day, not having nearly enough information of, or resources that I needed to really do what I wanted to do for the kids, but still doing what I could anyway, produced positive results. Like last week, I, I had kids sit with me during center time read books I gave them that I knew I was on their level. I've known these kids for 10 months. I could tell you the ins and outs of their life and what they can and can't do. 
and pass them a book. And kids that came to me in September not being able to literally read and not being able to talk with me and have like a real conversation are not only reading, but like reading fluently and like then picking up their heads and we're conversing about the book, like these deep conversations, like good things were done in survival mode. Like, yeah, yeah. like I'm like, wow. like it was shocking to me. <laughs> like it's it, good that like it, you can't discredit that. Like I'm always just like, what am I still feeling? Why am I still feeling like I'm falling short when I, good things are happening? Like, why do we do that to ourselves? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. And it reminds me of like, in terms of like this past year and the breakup, you know, that was super hard for those few months. It was this time last year, all the way until December that that, those, you know, that initial period of like, what am I going to do without this person? I can't do this, but I'm doing it anyway. And I think back and I go, December, my December daily from 2018, documenting my way through that month, that really hard month when the grief totally surfaced, was like a documentation of like my survival. And that's another proof in the pudding that like, this is too hard. I can't go through this time of the year without this person, but I'm doing it. And look at all the good things that came from it anyway. And that's, I think, what memory keeping does for us too, is that we can pick out like Brandy said Brandy's episodes still always cut like there are flowers amongst the weeds you could still pick flowers when you're totally in the weeds like and it's just a matter of showing up and just saying in spite of all this hardness I'm gonna show up and despite of all this pain good things are still happening like your therapist said yeah and just because things are hard doesn't mean anything other than things are hard yeah and awesome things like things that are worth doing are going to be difficult yeah i hope we have a lot of like early 20 something listeners because this podcast as a whole and this and all the shows up into this episode have gotten me to this point like i've needed to hear this like 20 something year old me needed to hear this then so I'm glad I'm saying it now. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's a really good point. And I think that's another thing that I firmly believe is that anything worth doing is worth doing well. But that means to the best of your ability in the time that you can do it. Absolutely. Yes. And... You're always going to finish a a project and be like, hmm, well, I could have. Yeah. Or I should have or something. That doesn't mean that you could have or you should have. It doesn't mean that, you know, you slacked off or it doesn't mean that you didn't do it good enough. It doesn't mean that. It just means that looking back, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. You know, if you had more time. We all can and are really good at would have, should have, could have if I had more times. Yeah. And that's good knowledge for the future. Yeah. But it's not good knowledge if you're only going to use it to beat yourself up. Yes. Right. I'm a very good berater of myself. <laughs> so I'm, I'm trying to crack that, trying to bust that skill that I got so good at. 
But well, I think we all are because we all put so much on our plate. Yeah. And we don't start off with the correct things. Like, what are the correct things? Explain. Sleep. Oh, I gotcha. Right. Yeah. Like, we, we, we <clears throat> think about things, like, we don't think about things, and everyone is guilty of this. Yeah. But we, you know, we can't fit more than 24 hours in a day. Right. And there are certain things that we need to do every single day to take care of our bodies. Yeah. We need to sleep. We need to eat. We need to go to the bathroom. We need to drink water. Like, those are, like, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs things. <laughs> yeah. Like, we need to do those things. To survive, right. Like, Physically. literally to yeah. survive. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, survival, like, 101. Like, we need to sleep <laughs> and eat food and drink water. And, yeah, I know that we can go a day without eating. But, dude, don't, like, don't. <laughs> Like, I, I can't. My, yeah. my headaches will get terrible and then I can't do anything. Right. But most people will also get a headache or be a complete bitch because that's what happens. You know, grab a Snickers. <laughs> um, most people need at least, at least eight hours of sleep a day. It's better if you can get a little bit more. Yeah. So many medical studies attribute dying earlier and a million other health things to lack of sleep so like survival sleep yeah and so like if you have 20 if you have 24 hours in a day and you need eight hours of sleep now you have 16 hours in a day yeah maybe less and so we stack up the things that we need to do whether it's work whether it's family whether it's something 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 and we put those first and then it's like well why can't we do these well, and I'm I'm so guilty of this. I'm so guilty of filling up my calendar with content creation and trying to do things to, to show people, like, you know, to give people things and to, like, um, problem solve for people and to share knowledge with people that I don't save time for, say, you know, mar- marketing of Awesome Ladies Live. I've, mm-hmm. I've not done a great job of marketing Awesome Ladies Live. Okay. We get anxious about the things that we aren't leave, leaving enough room for. Right. And like the things that we procrastinate on, they take up more and more and more time. And then it feels hard, like you can't do it. Right. They get like, um, they just seem to inflate more and more. Yeah. And I think like for me, it's that like societal pressure. And then so... Then I start to say, okay, well, I feel that pressure, so let me prioritize those things more. Because mm-hmm. there's no societal pressure, except from me, to get more sleep. Right. No one's saying, like, on Instagram, unless you're following, like, the sleep people, get eight hours of sleep a night. Right. Maybe I should, that should be, like, a thing that I say on Instagram. Yeah. You need to sleep more. Yeah, put um, pressure on people to do the right thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm going to start pressuring everybody to get <laughs> yeah. eight hours of sleep. Yeah. Do um, it. Do it. <laughs> and so, like, we start to prioritize the the wrong things because we're getting that messaging. And right. we need 
and we're not regulating our emotions correctly. And so we procrastinate. And then we need those like little jolts, jolts of feel good. Mm-hmm. And those feel goods are scrolling through Instagram mm-hmm. and eating things that might not be great for us. Right. Or like people uh, love caffeine for the same reason. Right. Um, that's why everyone drinks coffee in the morning because they just can't deal with mornings. Yeah. Because people don't sleep enough. Hello. And, like that's, that. you know, yeah. so we fill up those little moments with things that help us survive. Yeah. Because we're trying to pack so much survival into 24 hours. Right. That's, I like that phrase. That's, that's what I feel. We're trying to pack so much survival. Sometimes, like, I, I know a lot of people lose sleep when they feel, like, overwhelmed. My body has always, I've just always had a system that sh- defense mechanism shuts me down when I'm too surviving. It's like, all right, got to go. Bye. <laughs> yeah, no. I, yep. So do I always get the, the hours I need? Probably not. But, like, it tell like my mom's phrase is your body always wins like she will tell me that she's been telling me that so she's like so i've felt it in my life it'll shut me down yes so right and then when you know you have so much to do but you're getting shut down by your every physical you know physically then how do you survive through all the things you need to do so then you berate yourself for not doing it and that wraps us around to the berating part that we were yeah, no, then about. that then you actually legit need to look at your life and say, I need to cut, I need to create better boundaries. Well, right. And I was thinking of survival in terms of like, like um, when we read uh, a book that takes its time for our book club, there was a, a like two page spread. It wasn't even, the book is huge. And it was like this little tiny part of it. That was the art of quitting. Right. Mm-hmm. I think I brought it up in our, in our book club chat and like, I think that. I go, you know, there's survival, like this year, where sticking to it is the survival. And even though it feels hard, I know that's the answer, to stick with it and get better, you know, to thrive. And then there's, like, the teaching that I did years ago when the survival was, oh, no, it's time to go. Like, you're right. Like, it is the what, when, you have to self-assess, like, when the boundary needs to happen, like, when the art of quitting it needs to happen, maybe. Yeah, because at the, the the bottom line is that you, the human, you, the person, survives. Right. And, like, to bring this back to plants now, sometimes you need to hack off a huge part of a plant so the rest of the plant survives. Yeah. And, you know, if it's dance class three nights a week because... Dance class takes four hours a night because it's an hour commute there. It's a two-hour dance class and it's an hour commute back. That might be the thing that needs to go. Yeah. And if it's, you know, your volunteer position at the newspaper because it started out as, you know, two hours a week and they just started adding more stuff to you because that's just your personality. Yeah. Because that's how a lot of us are. We just want to help and help and help. And now you're helping for probably no money at the local newspaper for 10 hours a week. And you just can't. Yeah. Then you just say, hey, I need to take some time away. Thanks for the opportunity. This has been wonderful. I really value our time together. But I need a break for some time. 
Right. And if the people who you're creating boundaries with respect you, they will respect your boundary. If the people who you're creating the boundary with do not respect you, you do not need them in your life. Right. And sometimes they're family members and they're going to be in your life anyway, but that's when you need to really enforce the boundaries because you can't, you know, there's always going to be parts of you that are not going to be able to survive if they're being suffocated by other people and clear boundaries are the only way to stop that from happening. Interesting. So like, I feel like this episode had a chock fill of like, what is physical survival, the basic needs that we need, what, how to get through like emotional survival when you feel like you can't do something. And then what you just said is kind of like, like self-preservation in relationship survival almost. Yeah, and with any kind of relationships. Uh, right. with it, relationship. Whether it's job relationship, whether it's yeah. uh, interpersonal relationship, whether it's family relationship. And I see this a lot with intergenerational relationships. Yeah. Moms tend to overstep in a lot of ways and like mother figures tend to not like boundaries when it comes to survival things in 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 ways like this right um especially at our age and like the young 20s uh when we as adults need to say hey it's it's time for me to be an adult and i'm making this decision as an adult Mm -hmm. Thank you for all of your advice, but right. I, I've made this decision. Right. And creating boundaries and keeping boundaries in place is one of the hardest things you can possibly do. And like, you know, to bring it back to plants, this is why we create little fences. Yeah. So, you know, when you plant mint, your mint doesn't go sprawling everywhere. Yeah. This is why when you have, you know, when you move into an apartment with three roommates, you create a lease and you have a shared roommate agreement so that your one roommate doesn't put all of her stuff absolutely everywhere so she doesn't you know monopolize the entire bathroom (laughs) how Uh, are we going to survive living together (laughs) yeah exactly exactly yes how are we going you know we are we came into this as friends we need to an agreement in place so that we can remain friends throughout this living situation yeah i feel like being alive and existing, and being alive with others who are alive and is and existing is so hard. <laughs> like it's just so hard. And I kind of feel like this podcast, like there's just, I feel like we as humans and the connection that we always talk about, and like even this podcast and the conversations we have, it's just us. Like when real connections happen, it's us sharing with each other how we are getting through it, like how we are surviving, existing. And I just feel like there's just different ways to dress that up, right? Like our intro is like, welcome to the craftiest family. You can make beautiful things. What we're actually saying is it's fucking hard to be alive. How are you surviving it? Like it just, it literally is like, no matter how people pitch it in what pretty wrapping paper, the end if you really dig deep, it's just, we're existing. This is hard. Like, how are you surviving? Like, that's why I think this is such an important episode. Because it really is just saying, it's just like, that's what we're doing. And it's, yeah, it's and, hard. And I feel like there's big survival, 
like, God forbid, someone gets a deadly illness and you're fighting that, right? And so you are on board with that person actually surviving. But then I feel like the more minute kind of things throughout the day, like surviving like awkward social situations and surviving like your work day, like we are constantly right, surviving. surviving a phone call, like have to, yeah. having to speak to someone on the phone. <laughs> exactly. I've been thinking a lot lately about because I've had this new boyfriend for a couple of months and I meet hundreds of his friends and that sounds terrifying. <laughs> They're honestly beautiful, wonderful people like each and every one. My boyfriend's a good egg. So he has, but you have to talk to other, you have to meet other people all the time. <laughs> well, it's you know, like... you know, what's been the biggest challenge and like I, people that I meet lately love to have an inside joke. Like they love it so much. Like they can't wait to be able to look at someone else and use it. And then you have to survive this conversation where you're like not included. Like I've been feeling that a lot lately. And I'm like, but you know what? We're going to survive through it. We're going to get through it. It'll be okay. All the emotions that come up, I'm, you know, not included. Like, I don't know. That's a stupid example. But that's really funny. (laughs) I just feel like some people value the inside joke so hard. Like they can't wait to like be able to like use it. I just never liked that. I've always been the person that's like, let me tell you about this reference, you know. But anyway, I just feel like big and small, we're surviving things all the time. And it's just we're dressing it up in in different ways with different phrases and different contexts and semantics of words. But we're really just saying, yeah, I exist. You exist. How are you surviving this? (laughs) It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Fun episode, man. I guess. I agree. This has been wonderful. Yeah, I just needed like a brain dump. Thanks for having it be with you, as per usual. And our as listeners. Per as per usual. Summer! Ooh, ooh. I know. I made I'm it. so excited. I made I'm so it. excited for summer. This marathon of a year, I made it. We well, made I it. Think that it's been so awesome to figure out how the podcast is going to survive and thrive. Yeah. And figure out how it is going to work with you having a full-time job, with me taking on more responsibilities with the Awesome Ladies Project and growing that the way I want to. And I love how we're streamlining everything. Touche. And, like, we survived that, too. Yeah. Yeah. And figuring out, like, the best thing to be is as open and transparent as possible with all of our listeners and say like hey we are a podcast yeah we are not you know facebook and instagram and twitter personalities oh no 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 (laughs) and the coolest thing about being a podcast is that we can sit here and have conversations and have awesome interviewees have great discussions and then send them to our listeners. Yeah. And we can create a community that way. We don't need to have a big Facebook group. We don't need to have a massive following on Instagram because we have listeners who listen to the show. It's how the show is surviving. That's it. <laughs> it's how the show is surviving. Yeah. And it's wonderful to be able to put in the work that we love and not have to constantly battle of like, well, what about this platform and this platform and this platform and this platform? And 
you know, what about mastering Patreon and figuring out the best way to do everything? And to just say, like, hey, we want to be, we want this to be the simplest possible thing for everybody. We want to make extra content for our supporters of the show. And if you want to support the show, it's $5 a month. That's it. Yeah. It just makes sense, right? This makes sense. That's how we're going to do it. And I went back and I fixed all of the videos so that everyone now has access to the videos. We started making After Chatter videos with episode 17. Wow. So there's 65 After Chatter videos. <laughs> That's awesome. I know, right? So if you want to pay $5 a month to support the show, which helps me and Amanda pay the bills, the hosting bill, the podcast, the podcast hosting bill, the website hosting bill, all the bills, 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 bills. <laughs> um, it's $5 a month on Patreon and you get access to a library of 65 videos. <laughs> and, counting. and counting. And counting. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and a new one each week. Yeah. With, I mean, there's two with Allie Edwards, one with Kathy Z. The second one with Allie Edwards is literally, as I was going back and doing them, um, the it is the one. most, it is incredible. I know. The friendship one is really good. It is amazing. And what's so funny is we brought that up because of something she said in that first episode. It, you know what I mean? Like, it was like an extension of the first episode in After Chatter on video. Like, it was just, I know, it was great. Yeah, no, you asked her such a great question. Yeah. And then it, the whole video was so, so, so good. It's so good. And guaranteed she's never talked about that out loud before in any other podcast. Oh, oh my God, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, Air 5. It's so good. It's so, 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 so good. Yeah. And the, the one with have, Kathy Z is amazing. Yeah, Kathy Z's was great. Brandy was great all around. Brandy Everything McKay. Brandy says. Uh, we have Austin Cleon on video and after chatter. <laughs> like. um, there's, there's so much content, so it's, like, amazing. Yeah. And you get a new video each week. Yeah. And you can listen to them on audio, too. So good. Um, so now it's just, it's literally $5 a month. Yeah. It's one option. It's not confusing anymore. So everything's simple. So if you want to support the show <laughs> on Patreon, if you want to help us pay the bills and get access to all of our bonus content, it's $5 a month. It's patreon.com slash craftyassfemale or craftyassfemale.com slash Patreon. Another thing that I made easier for us. Love it. I'm all, I'm all for streamlining. Um, so let's go over there and talk a little bit more and have our like 65th after chatter show so fun um and everyone can go on to patreon.com and sign up for an account and you can follow the show and comment on our things you don't have to pay but that's where our community is and that's where we're going to be chatting and it's going to be a great thing and i'm really excited for the summer and everything we have going forward with the show me so thank too. you me too. Thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us this week. Thanks, Amanda, for such a good topic. Thanks. Thanks for uh, getting me through, guys. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for a pretty good spring. Yeah, it's great. Um, and I'm excited. Yeah, no, it's, it's the first day of spring. It, it's going to be the first day of summer. When this episode airs, it will have been Friday. It would have already Wait, no. happened. 
the first tw- the twenty first. Yeah, it's Friday. And then this will epi- this episode will air Monday the twenty. Oh my God! It's not Friday today. Oh, I know. My day <laughs> my days are like all over the place. Yeah. Oh my God! Yes. So happy first day of summer. Have a fantastic summer, and we will talk to you guys next week. Come over to patreon.com slash craftyassfemale for the after chatter episode. And we love you. Bye, guys.